This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. What's the haps? What's going on? Right now, we're recording a few episodes yeah. in the studio because you are about to be gone. You're leaving tomorrow. Right. How do you feel? Off to the French Riviera. At this point, you'll be back. I'll be but- back by this point because tonight is our live show in New York City. Yes. So before anything, I'm, I'm I'm pretty positive it's got to be sold out by this point. I if would it imagine. I'm moving out of this city. Yeah. Our, our home show. Us. Yeah, fuck you. We're, not, <laughs> we're canceling the show. You're going to stay in, you're gonna look, <laughs> just look at the ticket sales when you're in France, and if it's not sold out, just stay there. Uh, yeah, arrivederci. <laughs> How do they say goodbye in French? Arrivederci is Italian. <laughs> You're gonna, you were gonna good do. Thing we worked this out before I left. You're gonna do so well there. <laughs> what my Bears jersey and my American flag hat? Where is the Louvre? <laughs> Where is it? Well, you guys all made fun of me because I, oh, I really biffed it last night. Oh I, yeah. Oh, you were reading I, your itinerary to us in the Uber on the way to the bar. I got an itinerary, so I, you know, inquiring minds might want to know. Yeah. I, I, I Jordana helped help me. Yeah. Should we plug? We should go to Plug City. Sure, let's do it. Listen, I haven't gone on the trip yet, so yes. I don't know how good the trip is. But let me just say the pre-trip experience with this person has been unbelievable. Yes. And I mean, we can definitely shout her out. She planned a bunch of Betches honeymoons, mine, Aileen's, Nicole's. Yes. It's Over the Moon Vacations. Follow them on Instagram or Allison at Over the Moon. I think she is the owner of the of the whole shebang. And she just does such a great job. And I'm sure you're having a great time. And we're, we'll see all that content on Instagram. Right. At Over the Moon Vacations. I'm looking at it right now. And... Let me just say, like, I am not, you know, my my family, like, I was like, I'm going to go away. And then my parents like, oh, so you're going to plan nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you had someone to go with. That was first we got through that. Right. Right. We get through, like, my mom feeling, pitying me for going on a vacation. <laughs> for, going to, for going on a luxury trip. Right. Yes. To, to going to the south of Fra. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Maddie gets so embarrassed every time I try to speak. Maddie was a French She's major. Like, I hope no one knows that I oh, that I'm I, associated. I, on the other hand, I took high school French, okay, so it's so a little you... embarrassing that I don't know. Is I know almost just a tiny smidge more than you, but really barely any of it. I did take high school French. It was my worst subject. Really? Yeah, I'm very bad at languages. So am I. Yeah. I, as I as you can see from Arrivederci. Ten, seven seconds ago, yeah. You're like Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. I, I is is he the? I, I don't remember. He's trying to pretend to be Italian, but he's saying like all the words just extremely wrong. <laughs> That's gonna be me yeah. so bad. I mean, I am the the picture of cartoon pig American You're showing up. <laughs> you know, I am that person. It's okay. I'm fine with it. But I, my family made fun of me. They're like, you're not gonna. They they all. I'm the lazy one. 
Like okay. I think every family has the lazy one. You're the one. lazy one in the family. I'm considered the Even lazy one. Even though you're one. constantly working, interesting. It yeah. has nothing to do with work. It has yeah. to do with you know your, your shoes aren't off. Right. Who's you taking know? the plates to the sink? Right. Not it's, Jared. It, it's yeah. It's the stuff I don't even think of. It's okay. out of my you know. Oh, he just leaves a garbage. Who leaves? You know, I'm, you'll hear my mom in the other room. Who just leaves this out here? You know, it's like shit like yeah. that. Fine. Jared. The, fur- you know. the further you get into your 30s, you're like, I'm the person screaming that. I'm them. <laughs> As a woman. <laughs> right. You're becoming. I, I said that to Mike. You just leave your dishes in the sink? <laughs> who do you think is Who do you think is going to rinse rinse them and then put them in the dishwasher? Michael! <laughs> you just hear yourself. Oh, my God. I just sounded like Jared's impression well, of his mom. That's my... Well, that's my <laughs> Slowly. That's my issue is because he... But he had a mom who was like cleaning up after him. Sure. So I'm like... Not in, not in my house. It's never going to be me. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, as you're cleaning, I'm never going to be cleaning Maybe up and right. then you're cleaning yeah. up after him. Yeah, it's like this must have been how it was run in your house, in your childhood home. Right. Not I, anymore. Always a fun relationship conversation. Is that how they did it? <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Better ship up or shape out. <laughs> or shape up or ship out. Yeah, yeah. so I'm becoming your mom. But yes. so she was she's wary of the of the itinerary. Well, they the were all like, trip. you're going to basically like the classic me would be like, show up to the most famous restaurant and table the, for one. And then they go, we have a seven month waiting list. What are you talking about? And I'd be like, oh, no seat at the bar. Not with you Over know, the Moon. Not. So I reached out. So you gave me uh, Allison with Over the Moon and I and they put together this itinerary. Um, yeah. that's ready to go. And I'm looking, you know, this is pre-trip. So I, I'll let I'll give a post-trip reaction to post-mortem, it. Post-mortem, yeah, we're going to have to do a full, a full rundown. Full recap. And I, I'm, bring, I'm bringing a pen and paper to write, you know, all my little ditties down. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but it's, uh, but I feel very at ease. I feel calmed knowing like. It's all taken it's care all of. Done. Yeah, that's the best part about working with a travel agent. It just feels like. All you have to worry about is just like having a good time. There's legit an itinerary. Yeah. I was or, like, who le- who does this? That that's how good of a this is how good of a trip she planned. I told you my complaints from my honeymoon were that I got too many personalized <laughs> congratulations cakes. Yes. So you know it was a, you know that's my biggest complaint. So you know it was a really smooth trip. She better not fucking send me <laughs> any cakes for my alone trip. What to- would the cake say? Here you are. Good for you. <laughs> Have fun with your phone. Congrats to Jared and the iPhone 13. Right. I don't know what number we're at now. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I, I can't know. wait to see Thumbs if you get it, if you get any special little perks like that. I hope so. It'd be funny. It I would. mean, that's the type of thing I would do as a joke on someone, but I guess she doesn't want to fuck with me i don't know we'll see i guess it's too late for her now right, she's listening to this but right so listen it's gonna be I, a great trip i'm back now and we're doing the or i mean hi when you're listening to this i'm back right. um and we're gonna do the you up live in new york and this is all very exciting exactly we're always here for you making sure you get episodes no matter where in the world we are that is something we need to give ourselves a lot of credit for i think there's so. never no a week, week zero weeks off right yeah yeah and people take weeks off I listen to podcasts they and you do. go, best of, get not- the fuck out of here. <laughs> not us. Round no. up. Round. Not here. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. I'm, we never even told the end of the story. So you're giving us the itinerary in oh. the Uber. So I uh, so I read the itinerary and it's, it's worse to fuck up a language when you're actually trying to speak the language. <laughs> 
Like that's the most embarrassing fuck up. So I read it. I I'm remember like, the word you said wrong. And I go the over the moon vacations. I was like, um, I, w- I just want to be on the beach. That yes. was like my my request. She's like, what kind of trip are you looking for? I was like, beach, wine. Beach by noon. Beach by noon. So I read the itinerary to the whole car. Maddie, uh, <laughs> Jordana, everyone at everyone, everyone Batches in the car. Julia. Yeah, the whole yeah. crew. And I go, yeah, I'm going to go to Plage. I called it Plage because yes. I have been calling it Plage yes. since minute one. And I, those are one of the few words I've retained from French. <laughs> so I got to be judgmental from, from my high school French days. Everyone in the car was, like, was judgmental. Ugh. Ooh. Ugh. You... <laughs> <laughs> you American swine, you! Yeah, yeah. how it was like it you, said? It was like you said a racial slur. We all just right. winced. Like I can't. <laughs> Which I did not. <laughs> I did not. You did not. <laughs> Wait, well, how is it said? Plage. 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 I mean, even that's Plage. probably not a good accent, right? I mean, Plage. nothing yeah. is more embarrassing because I thought I nailed it. I'm like Plage. <laughs> Plage. That's like when I went to Penn State. There's a um, there's a town near uh, Penn State called Bellafont, and it's I think it's two L's. And I and at eighteen, we're driving in. I'm like, oh, Bellafonte. <laughs> I've had so <laughs> listen. I I'm making fun of you. I've had so many of those experiences where I just like want to curl mm. up into a ball and hope no one heard me, or when someone corrects you and you're like. Yeah. You, all you want to do is just scream like, I'm trash. Okay. I'm fucking trash. <laughs> I'm cultured. Yeah. I don't know loser. anything. Like, I, I don't even, take me anywhere. I don't even understand the people that like, who is that person that's on the other side of that? Like the, the, the person's like, oh, I guess what you're saying is right. It's like when you know the word. Yeah, then you're judgmental. I, you're right. schadenfreude. You're just like, but when you know it, you do have that moment of like, look at this fucking pig. Right. Doesn't even know how to say beach in French. loser. Where did they go to school? <laughs> Oh, the Notre Dame people were offended in Chicago last night. Oh, yeah. You had a lot of Notre Dame jokes, which I used to yeah. thought was Notre Dame. So Notre there Dame, go. Notre Dame. Yeah. Is it That's Notre Dame? I think it's Notre No, you're right. Notre, right? Notre, 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 Notre. Notre. I, well, mediocre yeah. school. That's what it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a good, isn't that not a good school? It's a fine school. They think, no, but here's the problem. It's like okay. when you're a good school and people th- tell you how great their school is, you want to tell them it's, it's not, not that, that great. Good. Right, yeah. I mean, Cornell get that all the time. It's, right. you know, it's the worst of the Ivies. Sure. It's the, like, you know, it's the safety of the people who wanted to go to Penn. <laughs> right. Whatever. <laughs> you, and I would imagine you have to be careful around Ivy League people yeah. and you can get a little bit braggier around, you know, th- yeah. the dunces you know like your me, audience. state school kids. <laughs> exactly. Right. So around me. kids, you just got to stay quiet. Right. And, you know. There's a hierarchy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and when Notre Dame people come in, and I I only know this because my friend, one of my best friends lived in Chicago for a long time. So he would always say, he's like, they're unbearable. <laughs> he would just say, like, he was like, they they are just a different breed. And they and because they are they run big in Chicago, because there's a lot of alumnus okay. there. It's like cut, in the middle of nowhere, though, right? It's, uh, yeah, I've been there. Is um, it Indiana? Yeah. It's no offense to whatever town it's from. <laughs> South Bend, Indiana. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, South Bend. Um, it's and it's about an hour and a half, two hours from Chicago. Because I remember when I went to South Bend, you fly into Chicago and then you drive there. Okay. Is Notre Dame like Villanova? Um, I get I would, a similar I vibe. I think of them similarly. I because they're both religious school. They're right. both uh, backed by you know. 
religion in and they're some both way. Like kind of into sports. Villanova for basketball, right. uh, Notre Dame for football. But Notre Dame's football, I would I would say, is bigger bigger than okay. Villanova's. But Villanova's basketball is really good. Um, yeah, and not as both not really big schools, but have bigger brands right. than maybe the size. I would say. I mean, at my my high school, which is like seventy percent Jewish kids, that Ooh. was not really huge on the radar of anyone either of those. Well, where, where I'm from in Needham, uh, a town outside of Boston, there was you know Irish Catholics okay. were a big part of the town, so. Everyone had the Notre Dame jacket, Got it. the starter sure. jacket. Everyone growing up, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. And you knew the people that were like big on, you know, there were fans. Right. And you've been waiting years to let them know how you how much re- how their you school feel. is right. mediocre. Yeah. And last night you did. And today you were reaffirming it. <laughs> but I, I made the joke at first and you could tell there were people there excited <gasps> to make fun of those people. And yeah. then, then I made it again and it, there were the people that were like, okay, that's enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> my my sister went there or something. I don't know, whatever right. it is, yeah. Aunt Kathy. My sister went to Brandeis. Different, Ooh, vi- different vibe. Jew- that's the Jewish Notre First, Dame. Yes, essentially, not quite as good as sports. No, 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 not a good football team. <laughs> Brandeis. Brandeis football team, not great. Yeah, yeah that's fair. But great accounting program. There you go. So, <laughs> win some, lose some. It's great psychology department. Right. Okay. So speaking of, I'll be yeah. I'm going on the uh, Notre Dame isn't a good school tour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna That's keep the doubling name. down. That's the name of the tour. I love it. Right, uh, Dayton, Ohio, this weekend. Um, gonna be in Brooklyn, New York, for the Chosen Comedy Festival. They're, they're, the Chosen Ones. The Chosen Ones. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a bunch of Jews on stage telling jokes. So, DC. I'm coming to DC. Chicago, Illinois. I'm coming back. So get your friends that went to Notre Dame. Get the alumni. They're going to be waiting outside for me with like a baseball bat. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm doing a big show in Chicago. Roke, Michigan. Uh, Detroit. That's a, that's a, it's a, my mom's from there, so yes. uh, not Royal Oak, Your but from the area. That left the show. She'll be my aunt. I'm sure she's coming to every show and going to live leave midway through, <laughs> as loud as possible. <laughs> so, and then uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Timonia, Maryland, Magoobies, uh, Jordana's favorite club, and Richmond, Virginia. Uh, JaredFree.com for tickets. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP. UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Okay, I am ready. I'm going to read the first email. 
Let's do it. Hi, Jordan and Jared. Love the podcast and have been listening for about a year now. I hope my email isn't too long. Uh, you made it longer. You just did it. <laughs> I'm writing in because I feel like so much of the time we hear from women who are in one form or another trying to figure out a way to get a guy to like them or if a guy likes them. My question is about how to trust your gut as a woman on whether or not you truly like a guy you've been on a few dates with. Through both talk therapy and learning my standards, I've been finding it easier to cut a guy off quicker after the first couple of dates if my intuition tells me we are not a match. I've recently been on three dates with a guy from an app who has been kind, respectful, and has shown he's interested by texting me first and paying for a lot of our dates. We have some things in common, like going to the same college, didn't know each other, and having pursued athletic-slash-fitness-related activities in college. Okay. Athletic-slash-fitness-related activities. Interesting. Couple of trainers. Okay. There's a few things I've identified as potential mismatches in our budding relationship. He's posted political things on his social media grid, including curse words, which I personally Uh wouldn't do. Okay. We tried showing each other memes and couldn't get either of us to laugh. Maybe it was just a bad night for memes. Okay. (laughs) Bad night for memes. Are you laughing? (laughs) How do you even know? You just like show it to them. Oh, you show it to them. Person. She's like, this is, this is so, that's the the worst is when you're like, oh, I've got to show you this thing. Right. It's hysterical. And you like spend like 20 <laughs> minutes looking for the thing and you finally find it. You show it to the person and they're like, oh, yeah, that's what it feels like when a joke <laughs> bombs on stage. Oh, yeah, that is as close <laughs> as it can get. At least you're not searching for it. Right. Well, you're talking, 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 right. leading up to this big ta-da. And then everyone's like. And uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it is the worst thing someone can say when you show them a meme. Oy, and the you're worst. like, well, I'm not going to explain it because that's, that's not funny anymore. No. <laughs> um, she said, there can be lulls in the convo, but I'm not sure if it's because I'm subconsciously fixating on some of our differences. And he didn't take charge on a date when I visibly was getting stressed about finding a restaurant before a show we were going to see. Okay. <laughs> it's very specific. I just want you to take charge of the restaurant decisions. Yeah. He also confirmed a day for our third date, but didn't text about a potential plan until the day of, at which point I asked that we move it to later in the week. Complicating it all is that we slept together on our third date, and part of me was wondering if I was using him if I wasn't sure there was a future for us. I told him I'm confused about if we're compatible or if I'm just burnt out from dating, and he was totally understanding and said he wasn't seeing me just to sleep with me, but also hadn't thought long term yet, like I had. J&J, I know I'm looking for a serious boyfriend and a forever love. If I'm asking these questions already, does it mean he's not the one? Or could I be putting weight in smaller details too soon? I don't want to take for granted someone who's genuinely interested in me. I know I have a lot to offer, but there's also plenty of other amazing women out there, and I don't know if I'm self-sabotaging. I still have a first date with someone else scheduled this week. Am I stuck in a vicious dating cycle and need to consider a break? No worries if this doesn't make the pod, but hopefully it's a relatable topic for many if it does. Thank you, picky or judgmental. It's a totally relatable subject. I think it's a very good email. It's a lot to dissect here. Mm -hmm. The one question I was going to ask you, is this a a hard part of dating from the female side? I think there's a proclivity, whereas... I mean, the, the part I, d- I don't really get is when she's like, is he going to think I'm using him if we slept together? Well, I don't think me, many guys are no, feeling that. And also, let me just say, guys, women, whatever you are or identify as, you're allowed to I, I, I sleep with someone and then decide you're not interested in dating them. Right. That's fine. That's a, if, yeah. and, and sleeping with someone can be a part of your dating decision making as much as that, you know, and if someone you you would hope that someone would announce to you before you sleep together that 
this is more serious for me. Right. This is why we talk about it on this podcast so much of like if if sex is important to you as part of you know, and not important to you as far as making the, your decisions, then you have to let the other person know because some, you know, you, you know, I, I, I don't think that's a problem here. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think that that's an offensive thing that no. she's done on that end. So let's take that part out of it. Um, I do think as a woman, you get a lot of messages from people, especially if you're single past a certain time, that's like, you're focusing on the wrong things mm. or like you're being too judgmental or you need to be, you know, open to more people. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that means what she's thinking it means here, which is like be with someone that you don't enjoy spending time with. Right. Which right. to me is kind of something what she's describing without saying it. She's saying we don't we're not fully vibing. He's got a lot of qualities that I'm not like I I'm not really that feeling that into. And I don't feel like we have the same sense of humor. Mm hmm. Yeah, and and yeah, if you're, there is a bit of a, you know, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, oh my God, we have been seeing each other three months. Oh my God, we have been, you know, I, the idea that she's like looking, I having. Wanna, you, can, you have this feeling as a woman, sometimes you're like, I need to make this work. Well, that's what I was wondering yeah. too, because it's like, there's, you remember the, you know, everyone was tweeting that like, do I like them or are they just tall? Right. Right? Everyone was doing that tweet. Like, literally everyone like was doing, yeah. are, do, are they blank or are they just tall? Yeah. Are they, do I like it? You know, whatever. I would imagine that she's kind of doing a version of that where she's like, and I would, I would, I'm wondering if a lot of women are like, because I'm looking for a relationship and a, a serious relationship, and I do see this from my side where mm -hmm. it feels like I'm just fitting in right. to their dream. And if you're out there being like, I want, I want a relationship, I want, you know, are you fixated on the goal so much that you don't care about the person? Right. Right. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's this, this feeling in dating where it's like men are looking for any excuse to leave mm. and women are looking for any excuse to stay. Right. Because it's a lot, there's just more, it's more exciting. The idea that it could work out is much more like exciting i think for a woman like she's she wants to make it work like mm -hmm. she's trying like i i and i don't think that there's the same sense with men i think when they're out they're kind of like out and they're mm -hmm. more sure of that yeah and i mean i notice in myself i'll mm -hmm. speak for myself that i break up before things get to the next serious thing right that's when usually breakups happen in my life yeah well i guess here's my question also for her and for you i guess if you find that to be a pattern that you think oh, am i being too picky or am i being judgmental it's like Take the relationship part out of it for a second. It's like, are you having fun? Could you right. imagine if this person was your friend and not like someone that you were dating, would you want to hang out with them again? Mm. Like, do you actually like them? And it's hard to figure that out too. Like I, I'll speak mm -hmm. for my own, you know, how many dates, I was looking back, how many dates have they been on? I've recently been on three dates. Okay. Like you're on three dates with this guy. You've had sex and it sounds like she's like holding the sex. If she's saying that about him, mm -hmm. She must feel it about herself that like now I gotta like now I've gotta try even harder to make it work. Right. We've already gotten this far. Right. I, yeah. I've come I haven't come this far to just come this far. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah. Is like you can go on three better. You you basically have to trust in yourself enough mm -hmm. to go, is there a ghost out there? Is there someone out there yeah. that presents three better experiences with yeah. me? And it's not to say this person isn't a good person or a nice person. I'm just saying with you, totally. you know, and that's sometimes that's hard to like envision because I have that in my own dating life where I'm like, 
I'm like, am I having fun or am I just like, is it, is this as much fun as I could be having? Right. You know, and I think Logan Yuri is the, that's like the maximizer, mm-hmm. you know, and right. You, Can I find a better house? Could I find a better? Right. Yeah. Right. And then you, you and I think I go through a lot with she's writing where you go, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like if this ain't it, then when is it going to be it? And you go, well, when's when? And because we can't feel what other people felt. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't know if my feelings on date three matched what your feelings on date three were with Mike. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's funny because like you have to almost date people like this to know you have to date a lot of people to know what it feels like to be what's important and what's not. Too. Right. So I think some of the things she says here are big reasons why she's trying to make it work when she doesn't really like him that much. And right. that was like the sense of humor thing, the lulls in the conversation, the whatever that was like that to me is more like, you're not compatible. The thing, the other things that she says, you know, then there's other things where I'm like, maybe you are being a little too picky where it's like, um, she said, you know, he confirmed a day, but then didn't text about the plan until the day of like, sometimes people do that. Well, Fine. I think this is a good example. You brought something up on the Patty Stanger episode. Yeah. I think it's a, this is a, this is kind of one of those scenarios where you like, you know, where you're non-negotiables. Right. And I think it's a good, I think yeah. what you said was great. Like, I think that, that, that's a good, cause I, I, I try to think of that now. Like you get a couple things that you can be like, all right, I know these are kind of superficial, mm-hmm. but I don't care. I'm allowed to have a, a couple things that I just can't really get over. These are them. And I'm not going to date anyone with those things. And if they hit those pings. Yeah. They're done. Out. Yeah. But and you I, can't have so many of those that. Because if you have too many of those, you'd never find anyone. If you have too many, if you have too many things that you're looking for in a house, if it has to have an arcade room, right? And it has to have. Do you know what I mean? Like gotta a, have a, pool a man and cave. A pool house gotta have, yeah. Like you're not gonna. You're you're probably not gonna find one, or maybe you will, but it'll take you thirty years. Yeah, not every man has a man cave, or they do, or they do. <laughs> so yeah. I, I no, it's a. I agree with you. It's um. Yeah, when I look at hers, she has to decide. I think. That's the thing you she has to decide. We can't yeah. decide that for her. It is the not text the day of uh, uh, be the thing that you go can't have it. I need a right. thoughtful person. I need someone who cares about that for me. Sure. Or is that something you can go later in life? You go, hey, that you're gonna do without that for the rest of your life. Yeah. You're gonna have a guy that's gonna go. Uh, you said dinner last you're week. Make, you're making the plans. You're making yeah. the plans. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and I think that's another thing that people don't realize about relationships too is that people in them are not like, it's not like most people, I think, even maybe they won't admit it. It's not like you found the perfect person. It's like you found the person with the things that that, that they annoy you are not that big of a deal to you. <laughs> right. But maybe to someone else, they would be a bigger deal. Right. I, Do you know I, what I mean? Right. We When I think of like who gets, you know, loves this podcast it's not the most romantic optimistic people like we're we're sitting here like you're not gonna like everything of the person you're with you're the rest not. of your life and yeah. it's, that's just the truth and if someone that's, right if someone tells you differently they're lying to you or right. they want you to believe a certain thing about themselves that is that no one actually has totally agree and it's hard because but i i do believe in those first three dates if you're yeah. not excited no i totally agree and i yeah. think that's sort of the valid point because again i have those thoughts about mike i'm sure he has those thoughts about me like this thing that that you do isn't my ideal thing i could have mm-hmm. i could have been with someone who was not <laughs> disgusting i could have been someone who do you know what i mean like right. it was more pat whatever that doesn't all these yell things. dishes in the sink yeah but i've also gone out with many guys that i've had this exact thought about mm-hmm. where i was like 
stats are great. Like, you know what I mean? Right. There's no reason we shouldn't like each other. We come from the same area. We've like got the same, you know what I mean? We're both vacationing in the same spot. And mm. I remember this one guy in particular, I went on six dates with him because I was like, come on. He's like attractive. Mm. Like he's, you know, he's got all, he checks all the boxes and like, he's kind of funny, but like not in a way that is like matching me. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I was mm. really kind of doing it. And then I was like, fuck it. This is just like, I just don't, I'm not excited to go on this date. I'm uh, not excited to hang out with you. And it's, it's, it's so hard. Cause you're like, I got it right. I, right. I got it right here. I found one. Right. Right. <laughs> but I got to put it back. I can't, I can't right. buy it. And it's almost like going out with that person or a few of those people, I think gives you the perspective. Okay. Like I know the difference between, I'm just not excited to go on the next date mm-hmm. with you. And there's something about you that isn't ideal because I, I don't, I do think that you, you do need to let go of there's something about you. That's not ideal, which I think most people, especially if they're into maximizing their life are, can be hyper, hyper fixated on. And I think like to kind of broaden this out, like this person's writing in their 26 go for, I, mm-hmm. they, they might be going, Oh, okay. I can now I'm still figuring out what I want. I think if you're 30, as you get older yeah. and I'll speak for myself, you do have that moment of like, I thought I knew, <laughs> you know, like, or I do know. And it's just not coming through, you know, the the gate. Right. And that can get, you know, uh, upsetting. I can understand how there's someone out there going, I know. I know. I know the feeling. I know what I want. Um, and then they're going, I had it with that one, you know, so-and-so years ago. Mm-hmm. I should have stopped on that one. Or they're going, or, or the why secretary didn't that? Thing, you, yeah. yeah, the secretary thing. You, or you're looking back and you're going... Or in a relationship that the other person ended it. And yeah. you go, ah, we had it. Right. And you go, but I didn't want to be back in single land again. So I understand why this is so frustrating. Totally. You and, know? And I think there's a thing of like, oh, I'm just because I'm older, I don't want to be settling. Right. Right. And I don't, I think that, that it, when it's phrased as settling, that is like a, that makes you think like losers are marrying people that they're, right. that, that have flaws. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that it, there's a difference between settling and a reorganization of your priorities because you've matured. Well, you know, I have said to myself, I didn't come this far to come this far. Right. And with dating. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying is like reorganization of your priorities. And also like it makes me jump off of things soonish more you know like mm-hmm. and go okay i'm okay with my solitude i'm okay being alone like right i i'm I, you gotta be better than me the and couch, the phone yeah. the phone you know mm-hmm. like in the couch you know so i think it's like when you look at it as priorities it becomes less daunting right because you're like ah this is a nice person but it's like you know i i guess i didn't come this far to feel nice you know, like uh, you, you come this far to feel, whoa. Yeah. No, I get that. You know? And I understand that. And I think that like you should have that feeling of like, right. again, and when I, I think the way, the best way to ask yourself if you have that feeling is like, am I excited to go out again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's almost the only, in the beginning, that's the only thing you can really ask yourself. Yeah. Like, am I excited to get, when I get a text from this person, do I feel like excited that I heard from them? Sure. Or am I kind of like. Okay, we can we can work with like you know what I mean like my pushing papers around on the desk like okay like I should I should be I should do this but it's like am I actually excited is this actually and I mean it's the the, it's funny for all the shit I talk about Mike and like I do have that 
sense of I don't think you, know, you talk to uh, no, I'm saying like there's the, you know there's things again, and I think that this is realistic, and most married people don't talk about it. On occasion, you think I could have married someone like this, that mm-hmm. this quality that they don't have, or I could have you know what I mean. Maybe I could have been with with whatever thing, but like every time I see him, I'm excited to see him. Every time yeah, I get a text from him, I'm excited to hear from him. And we're married. The, that, the, the thing is over. So I do think, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like over. the, the yeah. game is over. Sure, sure. But I'm still, you know what I mean? That And to me, that's sort of like the other stuff. And again, it, it, it's it's about like the main level of, do I feel like lucky to be with them? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like they're going to be a, like a stable, consistent person day to day? We get along and we can have silences and we can do that thing. But like, yeah, are there things that are going to, Kind of be in the back of your head if they're not the ideal version of this. Sure. Is And you can't bottle excitement. You yeah. know, like that's something you can't. And you can. It's called drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, it, you know, not to be, you know, whatever. But it's, uh, yeah, like you're getting a jolt from the person. If you get no jolt. Yeah. I mean, it's not extreme jolt because right. that would be like kind of toxic. A little toxic, Almost, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you get a little, you know, like oh, look at look yeah. who look who's in the phone. Oh, you're look, home. Uh, yeah, you're home. Yeah. Look at this. Okay, right. And I mean, I I don't I also probably assume maybe that maybe that goes away for some people after they've been married thirty years. I don't know. Yes, yeah. we'll see. I'm not. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see when we get there. Yeah. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do some awkward sex. Let's you ready? Do it. Okay. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Also, you can call into our voicemail. This is a voicemail awkward sex. The number 212-589-8903. That's 212-589-8903. Let's hit it. Hi, J&J. Love the pod. Um, Jared, I've seen you do stand-up. It was fucking hilarious. Thank you. And looking forward to um, heading to another You Up Live show soon. So I have an awkward sex story for you. I actually love listening to this part of the podcast, and I always thought in my head, I don't have any of those. Well, one just happened to me like two weeks ago. Whoa! So... I was dating a guy for a little while, um, 
we had not yet hooked up. Um, we don't live in the same city, so we just um, had to, like, plan a weekend date to get that accomplished. Um, but anyways, we're so romantic. having sex. Everything is great. I find him super attractive. Like, it's going super well. And then right before we started, he... Um, took my underwear off and then or I'm sorry grabbed it from the floor and put it around his neck as like a necklace and I was like that's a little weird but I'm just like not gonna say anything about it right now because I don't want to ruin the mood um and then he's like on top of me and so my thong is dangling from his neck and hitting me in the face every time he moves. <laughs> so I'm basically on like under him. I can't really move that much. And I'm getting slapped in the fucking face <laughs> with my own song. And then at the end, he threw it like across the room and uh, it took me a very long time to find it. And now I can't look at that same song uh, ever again without thinking about this very awkward experience. It didn't work out, by the way. So, um, <laughs> Put it mildly. Yeah, that's the end of that. Toodles. Toodles, okay. Toodles. Wow. Toodles. I okay. mean, it is funny that the... Do guys think that's, like, hot? Like women's I've never under- heard of such a thing. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of putting on... What is the thought the- of, like, a woman's underwear? What, is your, what are your thoughts once it's off of the body? It's off. Goodbye. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess his, I'm trying to think what his thinking is. Maybe he's into like some sort of like strangulation thing. I, that's the only thing I can. Because it's like hitting her in the face. Right. So he's it's like, like getting closer and closer. And he has to see that that's happening. Right. Right. So he's like watching it. Maybe he thought she would think it was hot. Because he's. I think there could be the thought of like, Oh, this is so hot. Here, I got your underwear. I don't know. Did, like the smell? Is it like the smelling of the underwear kind of thing? Uh, like I've a, never really sniffed an underwear before. It's funny because I think when I'm thinking women's like dirty underwear, like I would be like, yeah. Like, I'm not. Uh, well, <laughs> that's very funny because whatever someone's a dirty underwear, I don't really think of it that way. Like I, I, I guess. Well, men's underwear has less stuff on it than women's underwear. Yes. And women have. Little health loss. Vaginal discharge. What? <laughs> Excuse me. You said uh, uh, no uh, one. Do, um, it's it's not that sexy, and so I'm thinking. I don't think most women are like. Okay, I'm not like interested in the in the underwear after it's on my body to be like part of the equation. Yeah. No. I I get I get it. Like I I I understand. Like I don't know. I don't. I guess I've never had the thought of like. Let me pick this up and. Whirl it over my head and, you know, I I guess, like, to me, the underwear leaves once it's off. Like, so I do understand, like, from her side, it's like, this thong has been up my ass. Yeah. So, like, Like and it's really rubbing against my my face. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a thong, so it's not that much surface area. That's true. I I don't know. I don't know where he's coming from. I'm trying to think of, like, what the kink is, what the... I feel like you see that in, like, movies about, like, maybe, like, 
people who are like somewhat sexual predators, like they're like smelling the underwear. Well, the, they're going into, they're stealing the underwear. <laughs> they're smelling the underwear. It's like a kind of like it's depraved a, man like trope. Right. They, they well, it's, that I I watched a Hallmark movie. I was like I was watching a Hallmark movie just randomly, <laughs> and they had the the guy the creep comes in the apartment, yeah. and his one move is he he starts dreaming of the woman in the the woman in the homies and he starts dreaming of her in a hot tub and he goes in the drawer and he just he sees the bathing Smelling. suit she was wearing and he pulls it up and he just sniffs it and you're like yeah, yeah I, I there must be very... guys who are where's that come from there must be guys who are into the smelling yeah. of the underwear I think yeah the what shouldn't be done gets done that's the I think that's any sexual thing sure right Maybe we're that's doing this guy's thing I guess we're doing wrong I don't know I don't know what his thing is I, I think also there's an idea of like got your underwear i don't know i i I, yeah it's just weird that it'd be like hitting her in the face and she would be like or slapping against her face and she's and he's just kind of not addressing that i think i guess to me the only yeah the only thing i can see from his side is like oh we're doing something we shouldn't be doing you know your underwear's in your face i don't know (laughs) i i (laughs) we also don't have that you know the, the dirty underwear thing is a big difference of viewpoint right if you're into that if you're into that write us an email right up at betches.com let us know what it is about the underwear that makes you red villain in a hallmark movie right <laughs> somebody i listen everyone is into something yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with being into the smell of underwear women's underwear i think from like, from his point of from her point of view it's like hey just tell me it must be something about the smell i think i think it's the wrongness Maybe. but what do you think red flag or deal breaker with no explanation mm. or just like it's just there he's just it's just hitting my, my face and i'm just it, i think it'd be a deal breaker if he mm. was like listen this is my thing do you mind i'm gonna put can i take your under i'm gonna put it around my or if he did it in a more <laughs> sexy way right 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 i think i'd be like, okay let with me it see that underwear yeah yours. i like to put it on my head sure i like to wear it yes. as a hat and at least a necklace. you're being honest i guess yeah at least you're being on i guess that's the thing with anything sexual you want to be up front yeah to like, hey, this is kind of where I right. go with this. Are you comfortable with this? Yeah, would yeah. you mind? Or even just, uh, I think it's so hot when I'm like, when I'm smelling your underwear. During fucking? Sure. Like I want to yeah. smell what I'm getting into? Sure, yeah. Sure. I want to taste That makes whatever. more sense yeah. than anything. Yeah, so maybe if, as long as it wasn't like the the um, the um string of the thong. I'd be like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know. You can me, smell from here to here. For me, that would be, a, right. yeah, I'd be like, a, it's a little bit a little much. What do you call this? that thong 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 that's guy was i had the same i had the same thought but i had let me not see that thong (laughs) okay (laughs) i like that wrong thong i like that wrong thong wrong thong now i've said the word thong so much sounding weird you know that moment who was i i think i was talking to my brother about this that song let me it was just very straightforward it's a great song just wanted to see it. Like the bo- way the booty goes. <laughs> like the way the booty goes. Imagine sitting him down, like writing that song. I like, can't. How, like, all right, let's start with the objective. I want to see the thong. Want to see it. Why? Well, thongs had a moment. What about it? You know? I mean, the thong song came out right around the time that, like, I realized a thong existed. Same. In middle, I feel like I was in middle school, like, and, like, it was, like, the song, and I was like, okay. Is, right. My dad's like play, like it's playing in my dad's car. My friends and I are in the back seat. This feels weird. Like, it was so catchy. Yeah. It I didn't mean, have a beat. It had a beat. 
Ooh, that uh, did someone do it as like a poetry reading? There, I think there's a bit out there. Thong song as a reading. Someone did it. Who's uh who sings it? Cisco. Okay. Come on. I don't know. I have some respect for Cisco. I forgot. I like it when the beat goes. Baby, make your booty go. That thong, the thong, thong, thong. Yeah. Okay. Listen. It's a good a lesson. A classic song. Yeah. I remember when it came out, it was right around the time that my friends and I, I think it was middle school. What year is the thong song? I was thinking middle school. And and it was like the idea of like, oh, women wear underwear that like makes it so you can see their whole ass. Right. Like the no lines thing. Yeah. That was like a middle school discussion amongst men. Like, oh, I can see the lines versus no lines. So if you saw no lines, that's a thong wear. Right. Like this was like for middle school boys. It was like, holy fucking shit. And as the girl like discovering it, because you were kind of like starting to wear like leggings in middle school Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, I don't want my underwear to show Mm -hmm. on my leggings. And so- you kind of explored that, but it definitely is like a weird, I think it's like a little weird age to be wearing one if you're like 12. Right. And I would assume from the female side, this is, it, it's, 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 it's like what your mom weird. lets you get a thong or not. Really? Yeah. It'd be like well, a, a discussion. Like some people's moms wouldn't, we're like, we're, we're not there yet. Well, uh, it's also <laughs> the idea of mechanical versus sexual. Yeah. It's like when men, like I've given compliments to women I've dated about like that they look hot in their gym stuff. Mm-hmm. And the response is always so different than my thinking. Like, you know, men at the gym are looking at women at the gym. Okay. Like, it's just plain and simple. And the response you get from women is like, oh, I'm in my gym stuff. I'm so gross. Yeah. It's functional. It's functional. Yeah. And it's interesting the difference between like, you know, women are like, oh, this is, a fu- this is just what I wear. And guys are like, that is a, the, my favorite thing in the world. You know, they turn into an animal. Right. It's almost, but it's like nice naivete to not know that. Right. Like, just walk around normally. Right. You can't. There's no. animals everywhere. No, they're at, we're everywhere. Yeah. Well, let's be on it. guard. This is, this is a dangerous town. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x
If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do another email. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. Should I be concerned that my boyfriend never had a hoe phase? Okay. <laughs> Such a concerned if they do, concerned if they right. don't. Okay. Uh, hey, J&J, longtime fan of the pot. I'll jump right into it. Should I be concerned that my boyfriend has never had a hoe phase? For context, my boyfriend, 24 male, and I, 23 female, have been dating for a year and we're starting to get pretty serious. He's had two other major relationships, the longest of which lasted four years all throughout college. I mean, again, this goes back to something we talked about on the Sunday special. Where she's... He's, he's 24, 24. He's had two other he's major relationships. relationships. Right. His high school girlfriend. Right. Come on. Uh, when I met him, they'd been broken up for seven months. My boyfriend and his ex broke up during the COVID lockdown, so he didn't really go out at that time and engage in any casual sexual relationships. The other day, we were talking about our friends and the topic of dating more broadly. And he said, "It is it weird that I've never really been single? That's a Uh-oh. weird thing to mention casually. This is, yeah, this is uh, something I've called the pre-breakup. Is it weird that I've never been that I've that I've never been on a threesome? Is it, do you feel like it's weird? You know, right, where'd that he come just from? Looks yeah. off. You guys are sitting there, like yeah. you're sitting with your boyfriend, looking at the sunset. You know, I've been thinking. I've only seen a few types of nipples. Weird, right? Isn't it weird? <laughs> yeah. This is a pre-breakup. Okay. All right. Um, I was thrown off by his question. <laughs> Wait a minute, we were just talking about, you know, dog breeds we liked. Where that yeah, that came out of nowhere. And said, "Well, you were single when I met you." I hope. <laughs> and that's when he told me about his COVID love lockdown situation. I asked him if he regretted not having a chance to date casually and he said, "I'm so happy in this relationship and I would be insane to mess things up." But I'd be lying. the truth shall set you free I'd be lying if I said I didn't wish that I had explored more before I met you I see where my boyfriend's coming from I understand the importance of exploring your sexuality and I wish that he had a hoe phase before he met me too that said I'm worried about where this leaves our relationship what if in the future he doesn't want to take things to the next level with me because he feels that he's unfinished business here are my questions 
do men think about hoe phases, period of time in your early 20s when you casually have sex, like women tend to? Should I bring up this conversation with my boyfriend again? Is there any way that I can make him feel more secure? Is your partner's lack of a hoe phase a red flag or deal breaker? Thanks for all you do. Sincerely, Ho, did we get here? Love huh. the sound off. What do you Good. think? Do guys need to, to no. have a thing? No. No? You're in a relationship or you're in a hoe phase. Okay. Okay. Every every moment you're single is a hoe phase. Yeah. It, this is an insane thing to me. The it's You think it has nothing to do with do this you, the, the guy is just trying to warm her up for the conversation that's coming. Uh he's he's trying to warm her up to one of two things. Okay. But I, but the hoe phase like that should be the wedding vow. Like do you take this man to be your, you know, husband? Do you take this woman to end your hoe phase? Yes. Because that is the, the idea that, again, and this is for all the dating talk we do, men love a dimmer switch, not an off and off switch. Okay. We love vague relationships. We love, you know, uh, vague options. I said it on this show many a time. It's the worst part. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, you know, when you're like, are we seeing, you know, when, in the beginning phases, it's this guy out, he's out there. Right. For a lot, I'm saying for okay. a lot of men. I just, I, the idea of, I just have no friend being like, they say, when they do talk about it is when they're in a relationship, they go, whoa, when I was single. Right. That's them talking about their hoe phase. Okay. So. And, he's just, not, and he was single for seven months. Seven months, but during okay. COVID. Okay. So she's claiming that he didn't get enough. Okay. I think he's either, also the idea of he's going to break up with me and say it's because he didn't get his hope. No, he's going to break up with you because he doesn't want to be with you forever. Right. Well, that's the and other. This is thing. gonna be the excuse. Yeah. So he's either warming her up for a breakup because he's implanting the excuse he's going to give, mm -hmm. which could be a valid excuse. I think at twenty four to say like I like you and I'm very happy, but I also I don't know if I've. I, I mean, I don't. It's a nicer way right. of saying I am having a great time. I'm with not you. sure if there's someone better out there for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's the nicest right. way of saying it. But I I also think that's like a valid thought. Even if you were with someone, great. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, ju right. we just yeah. talked about that. Yeah. You know, the idea of like, you're great, I'm great. We're not great. That's okay. Right. But I can understand having been this guy where you're looking for things to say that someone would agree with okay. in the breakup. To not be like the bad guy. Right. Okay. Because you have to, because, and again, this goes both ways because he's been through breakups. And he got asked, I've been through breakups. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? And you're like, just trying to search for this answer that will get this person to fucking get it. Okay. You know, like, because right. you can't say the mean thing, which is not a mean thing in my opinion, but you which can't say, I don't see us being together forever. And I don't mm -hmm. see it. Right. You might see it now, but I hope you. So you're saying that's what he's saying. He's saying, I don't see us being together forever. I'm not saying that. Okay. I think it's one of two things i think he's bringing it up awkwardly because he wants to tell her something okay it's either that or and this is where i mean he I, clearly wants to tell her something that came something. out of nowhere nowhere right. yeah or and here's the other option and it kind of plays into like what she's talking about she says i see where my boyfriend's coming from i understand the importance of exploring your sexuality and i wish he had that whole phase before he met me what about you two Right. What's stopping your two young, good people? Well, maybe she people? doesn't care that much. Well, 24 and 23. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying like, yeah. I, it might be. He's like, can we change things up a bit? Okay. He's looking to, you know, she describes oh, you're saying the whole he phase. might be saying this as a way to be like, let's 
let's have fun. Right. And fun. The, 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 she's kind of demeaning in, in the way you she's think? bringing it. Uh, you could look at it through okay. many different prisms, but I, I, and I don't think she's a mean person, but the way she's she saying. Doesn't, I feel like she could have freaked out at this. She seems like, no, okay, like I get it. I, I totally, I yeah. think she's been great, but I'm saying it's interesting. The perspective of, I wish she had gotten all that gross sex out of his system before meeting me and having this royal sex, you know? And I, I think that is, a, to me, might not be a fun way to look at sex. Well, that's not, but he said, he didn't say like, I didn't, I, I never had a wild sex phase. He said, I never had a hoe phase, which to me means multiple people. I didn't have. I haven't had. I haven't had a chance to have sex with as many people as I wanted to. That's the phrase he used. He used "hoe phase," which to me again is Did not. Did he? Yeah. I'm trying. Right. What is, well, uh, is it weird that I've never really been single? I yeah. asked him, regretted, it, and I'm so happy in this relationship. I would be insane to mess things up, but I'd be lying if I didn't wish that I had explored more before I met you. That's the quote. Okay. She so, but he calls it being single. It's sure. weird that I've never been single. Sure. So that's why it's one of two choices. Mm -hmm. It's, I think there might be better for me out there. Okay. You know, I didn't explore all the things I could have been single. But then the way she comes back and describes it to us, I see where my words is coming from. I understand the importance of exploring your sexuality. Yeah. So she's making it about sex. He's making it about single. You know, and 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 to me, you can have an exciting sex life. With, I think it with could the be person more, you're with, with yeah. the person you're with. Right. I think it could be more exciting. You trust each other. Maybe, you can talk to each right. other. You can trust that you're not going to be judged. You know, like I, I think she's low yeah. overlooking that she's stuck on sex. And it's possible that it is about just about that, right. about heightening the sexual, like, you know, whatever they're doing sexually. Mm. But it is possible also, again, I can imagine as a 24 year old guy who's mm -hmm. with, with a girl that he does like. Mm hmm. Being like, my friends are out there every weekend, just having fun, having sex sure. with random people, no strings attached. Just that looks fun to me too. I don't want to. I don't want to be married at, at twenty seven and be like, I'm never. You know, I never got that experience. I get that, but I will say, as a thirty seven year old man with friends that got married at every point along the way, mm -hmm. everyone had their moment. Okay, you know, and I'm sure they all had their different their whole reasons. Phase moment. Well, they had their moment to, you know, take the hoe phase and, and hang it up. Right. So, and everyone else was out there single. I got friends that got married at 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, all up the line. Okay. So they were all watching other people live their lives that they're not having. Right. While doing it. So yeah. I don't know what everyone's reasoning. So you're saying that's were. not a real thing that guys are like really breaking up with you for. Um, yeah, no, I've never broken. I, I've never felt like the, like this person's great, but I just want to look not how be fun it. that is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think to me, it doesn't make sense as a reason because I've never really felt like I was in the, I was stuck inside while I watched the rest of the neighborhood kids play in the yard. Right. Right. That wasn't the real reason. If you ended it with someone that was ever, that would ever actually right. be it. I just thought that there would be. Someone better, else better. For someone you. in the house with me that would be better for me. Well, that's sweet. I think that's nice to hear, actually. That that you know, because the other way sounds kind of shallow. The, well, the other way is a more digestible excuse to give during a breakup. Right. That's why, you know. Oh, I never got my hoe phase. <laughs> that's like, in, like I, I, because again, like especially the way she presents it with 
you know, I, I'm using sex as, you know, because of the way she presented it, where it's, she's like, oh, he hasn't gotten all the sex out of his system. It's like, well, why don't you guys start doing some stuff together that would be fun and different and adventurous? Also, that could be made for your relationship. Are you two just doing the same thing? Are you? Why aren't you two going to a bar and having a drink? You know, why aren't right. you two going and doing what single people do except together, you know, with someone that you love and enjoy the company of? You know, like right. these things aren't, you know, I think that would a lot, and this is, to me, this is somewhat female, is this idea of like next phase of life means I have left that world behind. Mm -hmm. And you see it with like married women when they talk a lot, you know, they say it to me. Uh, about being, I don't remember being single. They have no memory. The minute they get married, no memory. And you're like, you don't have to do this. You have a fucking memory. Right. You can be a normal, fun person. Yeah. You can also yeah. be a normal, fun person that's married and yeah. loves their husband who also goes, oh, I dated this one guy back when and right. it was the worst date or the best date or whatever. It can, yeah. You can have a great date with someone in your past and still enjoy your husband now. I agree. I mean, for this, the, the feeling of a ho needing a hoe phase, I feel like this, I, I don't, I wouldn't understand that personally at all. Sure. But I do also think because I've dated so many pe people when I was single that I do have more like perspective. But I don't mm. think, I think that's something you only appreciate if you have it. If you don't have it, I don't think anyone's like looking to make more hardships for themselves. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I wish I had a harder time in school. Like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right. um it is very interesting yeah. the way this was written. Well, so what do you think she should do? Just ask him what what if it's about a sexual thing or um I think she would say what what I, I would ask herself what's lacking from this I don't know. She's got to ask him questions. What do you I don't know. I don't want to tell her to be different because she's who she is. And right. that's wonderful. I'm sure it's great. But she has to ask him what he was getting at. Yeah. Find out what he, why he really made that statement. Right. It's not, it's either I think that there's better out there for me or I'm a little bored here. Right. Which the second is fixable. Totally fixable. Yeah. And, I mean, I think okay. there are better ways to say I'm a little bored here than... Isn't it weird that I've never been single? Yeah, but guys are idiots. That's, we've never, we've never had these conversations. Way to say that, totally. But you know what's interesting, and I learned this from The Bachelor and Bachelorette is like the women are just like seven grades ahead in emotional in emo intelligence, yeah. and it, it's almost like, but also relationship talk. Yeah, and I was at, when we were in Chicago. I went to across the street from the hotel. There was like a barbecue place, and I was eating. I'm just sitting there eating my ribs, listening to 10 women talk. And I was literally sitting behind 10 women. <laughs> listening? Uh, with listening a, with in. With a cup against the wall? Right. And like, they were at one picnic table and I was at okay. the one behind them. And I'm sitting there hovering over brisket, just like an animal. And I just hear them talking about dating. Okay. They're they're taught. None, none of them were coming to our show. Just literally 10 women just going, I'll always be single. The other one's like, I'll never, you know, I'll, and he did this on this date. And they're having all these talks about dating and relationships right. that I've never had with a group of men. Right. Yeah. No, it makes sense. So you're just well-versed. Well so this guy came in, he's like, I bored or wants to break that's up. A, and right. Maybe he's bad at articulating. You know, I talked about this with um, my sister on over an oversharing episode where she sees all these couples in couples therapy. And it can almost seem like the woman is like woman-splaining the like, emo but like emotions mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. them where it's like, they just can't articulate like they it's just 
so much harder to articulate what they want to say mm. than to a woman. It's just like second nature. Right. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, and it's not second nature. I yeah. think it's like that they've practiced. Yeah. I have no, like, I'm practiced. I mean. And then I, it becomes to feel like second nature. Yeah. Right. Or, but then you don't understand why someone just can't tell you in words what they want to say. Right. <laughs> but I, I, you know, sometimes I think it's, you know, personally, I think it's hurt me in relations to be able to talk about this stuff. Okay. <laughs> right. Like you it goes dumb. both ways. Well, because. I don't know how to do the dishes. <laughs> You're so much better at it. <laughs> right. You do it. Yeah. Well, also like I, sometimes I get in these conversations and I know the how to. Thing. Don't say the wrong thing. But also I know how to jujitsu it. Okay. You know, I know where they're coming from. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be about how I didn't do this. And I can go, ah, well, now we're happy. You know, making a joke out of okay. it. You know, I, I think that's been, you know, I'm now sure I'm sure it must frustrate yeah. a lot of people. Right. <laughs> it's like, and I, uh, you know, sometimes people think that like, you know, when they listen to this and I, I can talk about this, they're like, well, Jared, get it's like no, I'm as dumb as the fucking guy you're dating. Well, it's you know? so different when it's you, you know. And I'm oh saying here, where it's like, you know, you can give all the advice, and then when it comes down to it, you just scream at the person. Yeah, you're just sitting there listening yeah. to a bunch of women from another table, not sure what to say to them. I do it all the time with the hairdresser. I told you, I overheard the the whole conversation. There's nothing I love more than overhearing someone complain about their dating life. Oh, so if you're around me, just speak loudly. Um, <laughs> Okay, guys, so we will be right back with Zoe Deutsch. I just want to let you guys know I took this interview on my own. Jared, as you might have been able to see, is in France. He is off the grid. And so we got this great opportunity to interview Zoe Deutsch, and I am taking it for the team. And it's going to be a great interview, so I hope you guys enjoy it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. And we are back to play some games with a very special guest. She is the star of the new movie on Hulu. It's called Not Okay. It's on Hulu. It's currently streaming right now. Welcome, Zoe Deutsch. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I have to say this movie is like the pinnacle of everything that we talk about on this show about dating and the internet and Instagram and you know who you who you are on the internet and who you are in real life and like how those worlds collide. Um, so I just know that the listeners of the show are going to love, love, love the movie. And if they haven't already seen it because it's currently out now, you can check it out on Hulu, not okay. But I wanted to talk to you because like, this is such a 2022 movie. 
you know, about like how we're presenting ourselves online and the difference between how we're showing up in person and, you know, how, how you personally feel about those things and, you know, how they present themselves in modern dating. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody has a, a weird love hate relationship um, with social media. I don't remember, I don't know if you do, but I don't remember a time that I, in such a strange sentence, I don't remember a time that I didn't exist online. Right. Um, so even pre-dating. Uh, well, how old are you? I'm 27. Okay. <laughs> I just had to think about that. Last night, my friend convinced me that I'm not. So I just was a little unsure, but I'm, I don't believe her. And I'm, I believe me right now. I'm 27. Um, <laughs> she was like, you're 26. I was like, I am sure that I'm 27. She's like, no. Anyway, um, so I, I started using social media at 11 or 12. So I really only remember myself existing online and therefore it's very embedded in my life and right. my brain and in my subconscious. And it's not like a chore to have to, you know, keep my Instagram up. It's uh, the opposite. It's more like I need to. It feels natural. <laughs> it feels embarrassingly natural. Right. <laughs> to spend an unreal un amount of time online. Do you feel like you can tell when looking at someone's Instagram if it's like if they're if they're trying to be someone different than they are or like they are trying to present themselves as a better version of who they are? I think everyone is just to an extent. Category. I don't think yeah. that you that's why I phrase it the way that I existed online. I think everybody it's not real. Right. Everybody <laughs> even if you were the type of person who does the total opposite side of the spectrum of like being super vulnerable and crying online all the time and and really sharing your innermost uh secrets like that is also um putting on something as you know as much as totally yeah. Even so, if even if you say, think that you're like above it or that or that you're presenting authentically, you still there's it would be impossible to not think about how someone That's the point of social media. Yeah. You you are you are your own you are branding yourself. Yeah. Well, have you ever met someone in person and then you've, you know, seen their social media and you found them to be more or less attractive? Has it changed your attraction to them? <laughs> Oh, God. Like they're weird. They're showing up weirdly online, like weirder than or in a way that is yeah, not I'm as sure. exciting. Yeah, I'm sure. If there's, you know, if it's if it's cringe, if it's mm -hmm. cringe 2.0, then I yeah. Well, have you have you ever been on a dating app? I I did. I went on, but I had never gone on a date from it or even really used it. But I was on it for like a month. Right, and I mean, there is like sort of, I guess, although people say Instagram is the best dating app or the biggest dating app there is yeah. because you're seeing Again, I've never gone on a date from anything pertaining to social media. So only in person, people you've met in, in real life and you, uh, you're in a relationship, correct? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you met in real life. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm sort of useless on that front. Obviously, like I'm, I fall into the category of like loving to go on my friends' dating apps and, and, um, and swipe for them and, you know, talk to them. And I do think I, <laughs> I do think I'm pretty good at, at ghost writing for my friends. I, I am the unofficial 
ghostwriter for my friends while they're dating. I do. That is my job in the friend group. I am. I am the one that they text. <laughs> so you have like pretty good game then. I would say that. Would, uh... I don't. I just I, I don't. I just maybe when it's not me, I feel like I'm playing a character okay. and I can just go into the role of this friend. Totally. I really take I really take it seriously and I'm very proud of that skill. <laughs> no, I think it's a great skill. I also think it's it like you said it is easier when you're not, you know, cuz you can look at it objectively and that's so much of what we do on the show. We get emails and I'm kind of like, yeah, I can tell you what you should do because I don't I'm not in it, so I don't feel the like pressure or anxiety which causes you to kind of behave differently. For sure, for sure. Um, but could you talk about how your your character in the movie, how this kind of plays out for her, just in case listeners um, haven't seen it yet. Like, how would you describe how like dating and and social media all plays into this whole the whole film? The movie is about a girl who she's a photo editor and she really wishes she was a writer. Um, and she fakes a trip to Paris. She's a photo editor, so she can fake herself looking like she's in Paris and you know in the Eiffel Tower, whatever. Um, fakes a trip to Paris, like as if she's going on a writer's retreat to impress this guy at work. And when she's allegedly in Paris, after posting that she was, there are a string of terrorist attacks that occur there. And she decides to go along with the lie that she not only was there, but survived this um, attack. And it's the unraveling of this lie in in tandem with the her rise to fame as this survivor and what happens as a result of that the attention she gets the love mm -hmm. she gets all of it right and i think this concept is so relatable kind of just like to bring it back to what you were saying before about how everyone wants to be like you think of this as like this is an extreme case of someone you know physically pretending to be somewhere they're actually not but i do think we all do maybe like micro versions of that online where you know even if it's not like a blatant lie it's like covering up a body part that you aren't feeling secure about that day or positioning yourself at a certain angle like of course right it's all like these little mini versions of like i want you to see the best version of me instead of the most 100 percent real version of me which i think is okay to an extent I, to I, some I, level of it yeah sure look <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. Let's play. Let's get into our our game segment. Um, if you're a new listener, this is you know red flag or deal breaker, where everything's perfect. You find out this happened. These are listener submitted. It's either a red flag, you're you know you're a little caution, but you're still going out with them again, or it's a deal breaker and you're completely out. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> you ready to play some games? Oh, okay. I am ready to play some games. Today's Red Flag or Deal Breaker game is brought to you by Faux Pas. Just in time for summer, there's a new canned cocktail that's made for betches by betches, and it's ready to drink so you can bring it wherever your group text takes you next. They come in four delicious flavors with a betches twist and beautiful vibrant packaging so they look good and taste even better. And of course, they're best served cold like a K text. Okay, I'll start with the first one. Hi, J&J. &J. Here's my situation. I matched with a guy on an app I was chatting with. We immediately started texting, so I didn't remember much of what was going on on his profile. We planned the date, and I had to remind myself what this guy was about. I went back and looked at his profile, and his job said account manager at finance, which is an interesting 
way to at finance as as the uh, the <laughs> the name of the company. <laughs> she goes, great. Seems like a good job. But he did say something about needing to clock out before meeting me. Okay, maybe he works at a bank. Fine, no problem. Well, we had the date, and when I asked what he does, he said he's been in apartment management since he graduated college, like the person behind the desk talking to people who want to lease an apartment. Is that even close to account management in finance? <laughs> Which is, I hope when she says finance, it's like a cover for like a, the right. name of a bank or something, because that would be its own weird red flag, like yeah. server at restaurant. Right. A very weird way to describe your job. Look, I'm not concerned about your job if you love it, but why are you lying about what you do on your profile? So red flag or deal breaker, he makes up a job on his profile. Thanks for the insight. Bamboozled on Bumble. What do you think? No, it's a no. (laughs) This is too much of a lie. It's too much of a lie. Too much of a stretch, right? Yeah, that's too much. I think that's good. I mean, and I understand, you know, you if you are not necessarily if you're not super stoked on your job and you're maybe in whatever it is I, mm. but i i don't think that um is a good way to go into things i i would take that as a hard no i agree and i think we talk about on this show like set the expectations lower and then wow the person instead of like pretending to be higher and then disappointing them i also think in my experience and this is something that's really difficult to to actually process and truly and truly see for what it, I think people show themselves to you regardless in dating in life like they tell you who they are right away I really do right. think that and I'm not saying that you can't have bad first impressions and and people can be having a bad day and whatever but I do believe people tell you who they are pretty early and right. so that is a uh, that is a that is the kind of lie that I, I don't think I don't know personally I, I I'm not on board yeah, it would make you feel a little icky, like if this is their style of presenting themselves to try to like manipulate you into thinking that there's something they're not. It's so much hotter to just own whatever the actual situation is. Yeah, agree. Okay, let's do another one. Red flag or deal breaker? She says she can see ghosts. This happened to me. We didn't break up over it, but I felt like one of the many red flags that accumulated. What do you think? They say they can see ghosts. Red flag or, oh gosh, uh, that they can see ghosts? Yes. No, I don't think that's a, I don't, I don't think that's either. You think it's fine? I think it's fine. <laughs> they say that you can see ghosts and they can see ghosts. Isn't there a part of you that's like, they might be crazy? No, I don't think so. Well, it depends on how they say it and in what way are they saying it? Are they like, I don't know. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a red flag or a deal breaker. <laughs> okay. You're okay with ghosts. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. What I'll, do you think? You think I, that's a red flag? I think because I don't believe in ghosts and I, I mean, I guess like you were saying, it would really depend on the context. Like I saw, I see, I saw a sign. I think something that was like a little more acceptable to me would be like, I saw a sign or I thought I saw like a, a face in a picture. But if it's like, I see dead people, I don't know if like well, that's going to be my think, vibe. But don't you think one of the points of dating and falling in love is so maybe I'm getting too deep with this, but I think you you it opens up your world and your and the and your and your brain and mm-hmm. maybe makes you think about the world in a different way and maybe if you didn't believe in ghosts, maybe it, it would be good to be with 
because it, it, I don't know. It's that's the point is that it, it opens up your horizon. I don't know. That's that's my my hot take. I feel like that is how you wind up in a cult. It's For like sure. you're dating someone and they're like, oh, I have this new take on the world around me. And then before you know it, you know, you find out he's the leader. I think it would be so six wives. Bored. I would be so bored if I was dating someone who thought who agreed with me on everything and thought everything of the same of me. And we all believe like I'd be so bored by that. I mean, I'm currently with someone who is my actual polar opposite. So um, <laughs> does he believe in ghosts? I don't know, but I do. Oh, can you see them? <laughs> Maybe that's why I, what? Can you see them? I can't tell you that. You, you're clearly judging her for, for seeing ghosts. Well, I'm Actually, like, I, I ruined like, it. I'm not I in a safe place. Or, I'm, not, I'm not going there with well, you. Well, I would need to know that. I would need to know the details and who you saw. Well, you'd I, have to prove it to me, but I, I yeah, maybe we were you're honest. not the one for me to, for me to talk about ghosts with. Sadly. That's true. Yeah. I really just shut you down. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> not being very, very good host. All right. Let's do one more. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Only one more. Oh, okay. I know these are fun, right? Oh, fun. Okay. So I went on a date with a guy that I matched with on an app. We met at a Mexican restaurant for a drink late on a weeknight. I had eaten dinner, assuming it would be drink and maybe an app only. We order our drinks and get some chips and salsa. I say I already ate and he said he wasn't hungry, so he wanted something small. He spent a few minutes looking at the menu and when the waitress came by to take our order, he goes, I'm not super hungry. Can I see a kid's menu? Yes, you heard me right. A kid's menu. Dead serious on a first date, 33 years old. Look, I love me some chicken fingers, but that's like fifth date territory. Plus, they have adult chicken finger baskets for that. Who has ordered off a kid's menu after the age of 14? I tried to keep my composure by cracking a joke. I'm going to color when you're done with that. So he handed me the crayons. (laughs) Red flag or deal breaker, he asked to see the kid's menu. Sincerely, are you kidding me? Okay, whoa. I am really on a different level than this girl. We do not see eye to eye on the world. I would, that is so fine. That's neither a red flag or, nor a deal breaker. And actually it's a red flag and a deal breaker. You think it's for she her. feels this way. That's, I would be like, that's nuts that you think it's a red flag that he ordered from the kid's menu. Why do you want to waste food? He's not hungry. He doesn't want to eat a whole basket of chicken tenders. He wants a smaller portion. I think that's, um, uh, totally okay and i actually like it i think it's charming and i think he doesn't want to waste food yeah so you're I, you're saying your her judgment of him ordering off the kids menu is the deal breaker more it's than a red flag maybe not okay. a deal breaker but that makes me feel like first off you're like really overthinking things i love you you're so non-judgmental <laughs> i think it's amazing i just don't even understand it but maybe i'm crazy no, I, I, Look, I'm I'm out here ordering from the kids menu and believing ghosts. So I don't know what to say. But at least I'm not lying about my job. <laughs> I love that. Well, you're <laughs> you're so optimistic, and you know what it is. I think it's because you've never been on a dating app. You're like dating is amazing. Everyone, we we should like it, let it all fly. Ghosts, totally. kids menu. I love it. I think it's a little bit of a deal breaker because to me, I'm kind of like, why don't you just order an app? Like, oh, he something wants like chicken that? tenders. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess if it was about the items, like the item wasn't on the other menu, it's only a kid's menu item. But even if it was a whole basket, he doesn't want the whole basket. He just wants a bite of it. I guess so. 
I'm so confused. I feel like I am on a different planet. I feel like this is so clear, but that's the point. But that's what's so amazing about dating. And that's why it's so interesting because we, everyone has really strong opinions about things. And I, I love it. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> no, I agree. And that's why it's fun about this, this game, because there is no real right or wrong answer. And it's like with dating. It's like there's no right or wrong thing to do. It's someone who's a match for you. So one person's ordering off the kids menu is like childish and the person thinks about it totally different. Someone else is like, I love that. It's a great idea. That's sort of the best part about dating. And the worst part is that it feels so personal when you're rejected, but really it's just someone who's not a match for you. They're not buying what you're selling. That's totally true. It's, it's not personal. You're right. hundred percent. Right, which is why, just like in Not Okay, we should try to show up as our somewhat, somewhat authentic selves so that you can find out if someone's the match for you sooner rather than later. Totally. Absolutely. So, yeah, because the longer you're pretending to be someone else, the more time it act takes for someone to actually get to know you. And then if they want to dump you, um, you'll find out a lot later and waste a lot more of your time. Yeah, I, I, that is the truth. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I thought we were playing till 12. I'm so sad. I thought we were going to have more. Oh yeah, no, I only have three. I wish we oh. had more. You know what? We could do versions of these. So, okay. They see ghosts. Uh-huh. They see ghosts, <laughs> but... And they're talking to them in front of you. I'm seeing how far we can go. Okay, can that's, that's a lot. For a first date, that's too much. That's a no. That's what if it's like the fourth date? No, I don't even need them to talk to ghosts ever in front of me. I don't okay. need that. I'm I'm totally open to them seeing them and having their own experience, but I don't need to be a part of it. <laughs> they see a psychic. I'm just going to rip off of this. Oh, gosh. That's okay. That's fine, I guess. As long as they're not, oh, it's okay. It's fine. It's not, a, it's not, a, it's okay. They're, you're fine with it. Yeah. Okay. I have, okay, yeah. Are you like, are you into astrology? Uh, I will be soon. I know <laughs> I'm, I will be soon. It's sort of on the horizon. What does that mean? It means like I'm, I'm approaching that time in my life where I'm going to start to be the crystal girl. But right now I have no crystals and like I am not, but I do have, um, a scorpion tattooed on my body because I'm a Scorpio. Okay. Are you into astrology? No, I'm not. But I'm, it's funny because like you're like, I have the Scorpio tattoo. So you're like astrology adjacent. I think it's fun to, I think it's fun if you don't take it too seriously. If you're not like, if you don't like really believe it. Yeah, but it's a slippery slope. Once you go down it, it starts to, it starts to get real. So that's why I'm sort of like, haha, yay, I, I love it. But I don't really know anything about it. I know once I, once I go down the crystal astrology route, I'll be like asking directors I work with before I work with them. Like, what's, what's, what time are you born? And then be like, I can't do the movie. Cause if, you know, I, <laughs> once you know, once you know, once you know their moon sign, you know, you've gone ground. down a rabbit hole. I know so many people like that. Um, and I feel I, like it's very LA. Look, whatever it is, I see it in my future, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Well, we'll have to have you back to do a like tarot reading, astrology, oh, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. whole thing. And then we'll do a seance and we'll, you know, we'll see some ghosts. And we'll Perfect. And I'll order some chicken tenders from the kids menu. 
Exactly. Well, it'll be a combination of everything that we both love. And I, I'm, I, I, I've never felt more judgmental than coming out of this conversation, but I think I should be more like you because I think I've been living in New York too long where I'm like, this is stupid, but it's funny. You get someone on the show and they're like, that's not a big deal. And I'm like, Oh, am I the asshole? I don't know. No, no, not at all. I, I no. it's, it's everybody. Like you said, everybody has different things and that's what's, that's what's fun about dating. Right. Yeah, no, totally. I love it. That's it for today's red flag or deal breakers presented by faux pas can cocktails they are eight percent alcohol made with real vodka or real tequila gluten-free and contain no artificial flavors or artificial friends because we aren't into overcomplicating things if you haven't tried faux pas you are missing out it is so good literally anywhere i bring them they are gone immediately and they look great in my opinion again as the designer and creator of the drink i feel a little biased but honestly it's the best canned beverage out there so get it and again thank you so much for coming on the show we'll have to have you back for a lot for a full red flag or deal breaker episode where we're just like spitfire them i am so in this was so fun thank you for having me guys if you're listening and you haven't checked out not okay you are missing out it's on hulu right now it's such a great show if you love this show if you love talking about dating and Instagram and social media and how it all plays into this modern world. You're going to love this movie out now on Hulu. Thank you again so much. We'll see you on, on Sunday. Bye. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.